Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, welcome to episode 97, first episode of this wonderful year already of 2021. <laughs> yeah. But we're starting off on the right foot, unlike most people, because we have a guest this week. And she comes to us from the podcast known as Petey's Power Hour. She is part of the Polykill Network. We've had a ton of them on our show, luckily. And her name is Michelle, and she is with us here tonight. Michelle, how you doing? Hello. Great. Well, happy to be here. Oh, my gosh. I feel like this is a battle of the power hours, don't you think? <laughs> At least you have a little certain zing on yours, like Petey's Power Hour. It's like, okay, you're not going to be completely SEO fucked like we are. Like, if you go into iTunes and look for <laughs> the Power Hour podcast... Good luck finding us through like a hundred of them. So yeah. we're good at this. We made smart decisions. <laughs> so yeah, at least you're off on the right foot there. That's super original idea. It's like, yeah, we'll do the power hour because we're never going to go above an hour. And then how many episodes, Jim, do we have now? Over like two hours sometimes. Jesus. We have a few over th like <laughs> straddling three. Even like by the end, just like, fuck, just end. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Michelle, she... Uh, we were talking beforehand. Uh, we've had similar guests on. Uh, first time I've heard her, she had uh, Pam um, from Cannot Be Tamed on. So, great guest. And, yeah, Michelle, really welcome. Thank you for coming on as a fellow booze hound of a different sort because you like other things. And we'll, we'll touch on that. Um, but as we always do, we always start off by talking about what we're drinking. And I'll call myself the asshole right off the bat. Because today, I am not drinking alcohol. And no, I am not participating in Dry January on purpose. But I did decide every year I give myself some stupid idiotic challenge. And I was like, let me go this month and not drink. And my brother right away thought I was doing Dry January. Didn't know that was a thing. Jim was disappointed in me. I'm so, calling yes. bullshit. You're doing the goddamn trend, but you don't want to say you're Jim, doing the trend. I have oh, look no at me. problem I need saying I'm... Number one, I have no problem... What, what? There's no shame in my game. I have no problem admitting when I do stupid shit, Jim. So this was just a very weird, like, oh, that's a thing. Um, but it's all planned out, because on episode 100 will be February 1st. And I have a lot of specialty beers that I will be drinking then. But in the meantime, uh, we're going to let Michelle go first. And what are you drinking with us? I thought I would be festive to the theme of your guys' podcast and drink beer. So I have a local brewery called Atlas Brewing Works. They're based out of D.C. And I'm drinking their Blood Orange Goze with fruit ale brewed with pink Himalayan salt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so fancy. Now let me ask you, as a... I wouldn't necessarily call you a non-beer drinker, but obviously beer is not your forte. Um, seeing things like that in beer, like Himalayan salt, were you like, what is this? Or had you had experience with this style before? And you're like, okay, this is something I, I like. I really like goze style, uh, especially ones that are a little bit more salt and citrusy influenced, like a lime or lemon with a little bit of salt in it I really like, especially in the summer. But... I am not a huge fan of the big hoppy IPAs. Like something about that bitterness of those hops and such. I'm mm. like, I just can't. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not a fan. And then we get into the whole mess of things with Bretomyces, and I'm like, oh hell no, I can't do that. So <laughs> right. I don't even know what that is, and I run the beer show. Uh -oh. <laughs> 
Well, Jim, I, I, I'm a cheap date. What what, what ty- type of hoppy beer are you drinking? <laughs> well, Bry, <laughs> I am from, comes to us from the Barrel Brothers Brewing Company. It's called the Milk Was a Bad Choice Orange Cream Milkshake Double IPA, brewed with oranges, tangerines, lactose, and vanilla. Mm. It's got. Where are they based? Um, good question. Uh, let's see here. Windsor, California. Eight mm. percent alcohol by volume. Shitload of text on there, which tonight I won't bore everyone with. You <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, normally to torture Brian, I'll try to like, I'll try to read it as like condescendingly as possible. But there's just it's like four paragraphs on here, so I won't do that to the poor people out there. But yeah, <laughs> so far this is like this pretty much just looks like it looks like orange juice. Yeah, it really that does. does. Like the and it's pear. And it's weird too. Yeah. (laughs) And it's weird too because when I first poured it out, it must like all like went to the bottom with the sedimentation and everything. Yeah. Because like the beginning, it was like you know kind of clearish, like you could see all the carbonation, and then it turned into orange juice, but very citrusy, and so far pretty goddamn good, I have to say. How how's the accumulation at the bottom looking? The. Actually, not that, uh, not too many, there's, you can see some particulates. All right, you can see some stuff down there. Yeah. Like, it's a combination of, like, the particulates and the, uh, like, the carbonation bubbles, so. Jim, I know those, that, uh, that tends to freak you, not freak you out, but that bothers you a little bit. I feel like when you see beers with too much sediment at the bottom. Ah, it it used to back in the day. I'm just like, oh, this beer is dirty. And you're like, no, it's part of the brewing process. I'm like, yeah, dirty. But I mean, at this point, I've just drank so much shit that just 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 pour it down my mouth. I don't care anymore. I, I've given up. Now, as long now, as it's tasty. Now I should say, Michelle, I, I made the comment. Um, you're not a beer person, so um, instead of trying to terribly power paraphrase, why don't you explain to people what is your podcast all about? And what is your, I guess, alcohol of choice? Anything besides beer, I guess. <laughs> Perfect show. <to> no. <laughs> no, I do. I do enjoy beer. Um, again, but I have a background in liquor and wine, uh, more so wine probably. And really, what the pandemic sort of started was my inability to meet with people and talk to people and educate, which is one of my favorite things about being previously being in the wine business and liquor business. So podcasts I sort of found as a way to help myself quench that thirst of Mm -hmm. education and reach out to people and drink with people virtually and educate, you know, because that's the fun part, like about alcohol. It's not about just drinking it by yourself. It's about sharing it with other people. So that's really the point of the podcast. I just wanted to share. (laughs) No, I love that. For healthy people, it's about not doing it by yourself. That's true. There is a very fine line you can easily cross. Hopefully I haven't crossed it yet, but who knows? Maybe someday. Or you can just say you're doing it for a website. <laughs> yeah, it's totally not just an excuse to get together, drink a bunch of beer, and be like, oh, we get, we're get we doing reviews. They're completely legitimate. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, with, so with your love of wine more specific, um, when did it turn from, you know, you're just casually drinking this to all of a sudden you're getting more of an appreciation and you're starting to like, oh, this one just tastes good. Now you're like really digging deep into it. So that probably started for me like a billion years ago. No, not a billion. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like right out of college, um, I started working for this like 
video production studio in DC. It was 2008. I got laid off. Yay! And then... <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> Perfect. Like, you graduate college, you get laid off. It's life. In your early 20s. Yay. And then I started working in restaurants as something to do because there was no jobs. And it sort of just clicked that the alcohol and the there was classes being offered with the restaurant group. So I just had tastings with it. And it just, like, I was like, this is fun why can't I do this for my job? So mm-hmm. I made it so I could do it for my job. <laughs> That's awesome. That's sort of when it just happened. I was like, I like food. Why not like drinking too? Eh. No, I like that. <laughs> that. That's really awesome. And uh, so I, if I completely butchered this, um, are you like a sommelier? Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of strong feelings about the word sommelier. Okay. Mostly because a person who is a sommelier is somebody who manages the wine list at a restaurant. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. Okay. I... That's pretty much it. There is the Guild of Sommeliers, which is an educational program you can do that emphasizes on the service and as well as some educational stuff. But I never worked as somebody who managed a a wine list i was a buyer for a retailer so i have a different set of skills for that but i never considered myself a psalm and i always like people who like come up to me like oh do you did you want it do you want to become a psalm i'm like bitch no (laughs) i already know more than some of these psalms they're but you know like it's just a job title that is just over exaggerated so i get like I get on my soapbox about it. <laughs> you put a f- fancy little uh, ampersand on anything, it, you know. Yeah. All of a sudden, everyone thinks yeah. you're an expert. Shit. Yeah, make it sound French and sexy, and people are like, "Ooh!" I'm like, <laughs> I just love that tone of voice as you were describing it. You're just like, "Yeah, you can go to a class for bullshit, and then you know." <laughs> <laughs> it's it is that well okay it's not bullshit, but I didn't want to do that method because it was the pretty much the process is like here's a set of books and you can just go learn and go drink and figure it out and then take the test versus i took the wset which is the wine and spirits education trust and that is a in-class program where they do tastings with you and it's more of a formal setting versus like saying oh here's some books and go figure it out like no i want to like you know learn i learn by somebody talking to me versus me sitting there with a textbook like that's boring (laughs) i uh i i know exactly what you're talking about as doing a ton of research for beer reviews for what we do uh one of the things i considered is trying to get certification for like the beer judge association Mm -hmm. and similarly it is here's a book you take like a two or three hour test and if you qualify like i'm like that sounds bo- like that doesn't seem right. Like, and just for the the title, I I don't know. That didn't really appeal to me. Um, but it's funny because a few episodes ago we had a head brewer on, and um, similarly, like you know, part of her job, obviously, aside from coming up with beers, is tasting pe- others, coordinating with people. But one of the things Jim and I've always struggled with now that we, not that we have a critical eye like you, but. Uh, when you're trying new alcohols, is it always almost feel like a job, or can you kind of turn a part of your brain off and just sit back and strictly enjoy? Or are you always kind of analyzing now because you do it so often? I wish I could turn it off. <laughs> oh, no, no, ruin. 
wish I could. I'm like one of those like one of those douchebags sitting at the table during dinner with their nose in the glass, just sitting there swirling, swirling, <laughs> smelling, swirling, smelling. I'm like, God, this is like it's always turned on if I'm drinking something. Unless it's beer, because I somehow I can turn it off with beer, so this is good. <laughs> it's like it's your last passion of not caring. So you're just like, fuck it, yep. I'm just getting drunk. But. You're you're like, man, this one really has legs on it, and you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, we know I, the we know the feeling too, because like I know Brian can attest too. Like there's a lot of times where we're just like casually playing a game, and like if I'm at the point now, a lot of the time where if I'm not like recording it as I'm playing it. Part of me is like, oh, I'm kind of wasting time. Like, this could go towards content, or this could go towards something to talk about, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's once you get into, like, your hobbies and make, like, a little thing out of it, it's tough to turn that off. Yeah, that that critical mind, and, and yeah, it's funny you say that, Michelle, because I can't have... I, I It's very rare I have a beer just to enjoy it. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, outside of beer, we don't review anything else, but I do similar ideas with bourbons. And, unfortunately, now... I'm at that point where I've had so many that I like, but I'm always wanting to try a new one. So I just keep getting new stuff just to keep trying it. So it's like, yeah, I uh, I kind of know how that feels. But once again, obviously, you do it much more critically, probably, because you have that's part of your job. You kind of have to. Um, but when was the last time you actually were able to just sit back and straight up just enjoy a wine? I guess I'll stay specific to that. And not think like just you know what I'm gonna crack open this bottle or, and <laughs> it's it's been a while, huh? Uh-oh. Twelve years ago, <laughs> oh, <laughs> even like I, I opened a bottle of champagne for New Year's and still like it's New Year's. Thank God 2020's freaking over. I open it up. I'm still like analyzing the cork, looking mm-hmm. at the bubbles in the glass, like this kind, like that kind of bullshit. I'm like, oh my god. It's never gonna end. <laughs> now, do your friends all give you hell? Like if they're drinking with you, like mm-hmm. just drink it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they do. I'm the weirdo over here. God. <laughs> I know that pain, but I mean, like I said, that's part of. I'm sure there, that analytical part of your mind is getting enjoyment out of it. It's just different than, like you're saying, you're having beer right now. You're not thinking about it. You're just able to enjoy. So what, um, outside of wine though, from a liquor standpoint, what would you say is your favorite there? That's tough. Uh, (laughs) oh my gosh. (laughs) I probably drink the most out of all categories, whiskey. Okay. Second would be tequila slash mezcal, then gin. And then, ooh, so I have to include, like, aperitifs and amaros and things like that in the there because those are freaking fabulous and always get overlooked. Mm-hmm. So people should drink their freaking amaros because, oh, my God. <laughs> but probably bourbon, rye, and, like, Irish whiskey and such are probably the big three that I drink the most out of. And the most I play around with cocktails since I love them so much. I'm not a fan of vodka as I tr- Trav from the Polykill Discord, I'd like to say, because he loves vodka, and I like to give him shit about it. (laughs) (laughs) He does love his vodkas, too. Now, is there a particular, I mean, and you know much more, so this is a great time for you to educate me if I say something stupid. Is is part of the reason you don't like vodka, because I've always viewed vodka as 
the best quality vodka is the thing that tastes the least like vodka. It tastes like nothing. So it's meant to be, I don't want to call it, it's the filler of alcohols. Like you're always looking to combine it. It's not something I feel like a lot of people sit back and enjoy. Like, oh, I love the taste of this. Like you would a bourbon or a whiskey. Yeah, I think it's because it's so neutral. It's very hard when you're tasting vodka to pick up its nuances, whether it be like cucumber or more of a citrus fruit note to it. And a lot of it's dependent upon its base, whether it's like wheat, corn, or potato or whatever. And it's so, because it's distilled like four to nine (laughs) times or whatever it is, that it's really, you're stripping, all you're doing every time you distill it is just stripping more stuff out of it. So it, it's so nuanced that I think it's it's a great cocktail maker because it you can just combine it with something super fruity and be like, oh yeah, tropical fun drink, and yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, I'm just like it's so plain to me, and I'm sorry, vodka lovers. <laughs> Here's what I'll say: I've never met a vodka lover that defended vodka. I think anyone that I know who likes vodka admits like they just want actual alcohol in their fruity or their whatever mixer they don't Mm -hmm. like the taste of other alcohols they don't appreciate them and vodka is that like it is like you're saying neutral is the best word i've heard described for it so that makes the most sense it it's a it's just grown-up adult water at that point (laughs) you know it is (laughs) (laughs) but i like that you said whiskey because that's definitely where my heart is and uh are you bourbon over the Irish whiskeys? Uh, it depends on the day. <laughs> 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 to be honest, like I've been to Ireland, so I kind of have like an, ooh, I've been there. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, I love it. Because I have a couple bottles that we bought there. Um, but bourbons, I mean, yeah, it really depends on the day. If I'm looking for something sweet or something a little bit more dry or, yeah. yeah. Spicy with rye. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, Jim and I have talked about this too. And since you have appreciation for all types of different alcohols, the mood, just like a song, I feel like alcohol, like, really fits a very particular mood. And it's obvious enough. You, you drink certain alcohols with certain foods because they complement them. But yeah, there is definitely a thing about, like, I don't care what it is. If you're at a barbecue or something about a cold beer, that makes the most sense there. And it's not mm-hmm. like you want to break out like it's a hundred degree day. Like, let me get the let me get the whiskey out right now. Like, that's not the right thing. Or let me crack open this wine. Like, it's probably not going to mix as well. So, yeah, the mood is all about it. And as you said, people who don't drink whiskey won't understand. But, yeah, some days are bourbon. Some days the Irish whiskey. So some days it's scotch. Yeah, yeah. Scotch is definitely more rare for me. I I found, like, I do like it. Um, I don't have as much experience with it. And I I I was in Ireland, too, and we did, you know, the Jameson test. We did a few other, but, like, we found the best experience was talking to local, like, pub owners about some other local Irish whiskeys. Ones I've never heard of and still to this day I can't find here. Um, But, yeah, it's like a whole different world over there, and, and the appreciation for it's completely different, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about scotches do you not like? Is it the peatiness? Oh, no, no, no. Let me... Yeah, I don't want to say I don't... I I really do like them. I've just realized um, my problem is I've had only the lowest tier scotches and Mm -hmm. then higher tier. Like, I I never had an in-between. And I love peatiness in scotches. And when I've been with people, you know, I go with people to bars and they get, like, a crazy expensive 
I don't even know what I'm drinking. They're like, oh, just try this one. I take a sip. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But I don't feel like paying $50 a glass again. So that realm of like trying to put out that kind of money, I need to do a lot more tasting before I, I dive. Because that same head brewer we were talking to, do you remember, Jim? Um, she mentioned like she had a whole wall of whiskeys. And she she had the um, McMullen 12 behind her, 13 and 25. Yep. Mm-hmm. And... I was like putting out twenty five hundred bucks for a bottle. That's not that's not something I would want to do because I'd be scared to ever take a sip of it. Like I'd always be like, "Ooh, no! I gotta save it! I gotta save it!" Um, yeah, like there's no a special occasion to me that's special enough to like take a sip of something <laughs> that expensive. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, Michelle, just imagine like like this wall of bullshit behind like me and Brian. Basically, imagine that, but just like all these high class liquor bottles. We're just like, yeah. damn. So, but no, I love, I, I do love the peatiness, and it's one of those ones where I'm discovering more and more bourbons and whiskeys at this point, that over the past two months, I've discovered three new Irish whiskeys that I never heard of before, and I actually, I love, like, a Sexton, um, Slan, and uh, Dead Rabbit are three I've never tried before, and they're, like, most people complain about the bite of Irish whiskey sometimes, these things are so damn smooth. I was like, what are you talking about? Bites. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Love me some Irish whiskey. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally get you, though. Like, the whole... The the illusion that more expensive is better is something that I also wanted to try to tackle with, like, my podcast and such. Because I've found that just because it's $1,000 does not mean it's going to be any better than $50. You know, like it, there, it becomes a point where it's a status item. And I've had some wines that are stupid expensive, things I'll never ever try again. And I've found more enjoyment in some of the things that are like under a hundred bucks. Okay. You know, it's finding yeah. those items that are special, have a unique story, and have that, that have that quality. Like I'm looking for something by from some small little winery in the middle of nowhere france or some distillery that is just making like 1500 bottles or whatever that doing the best they can Mm -hmm. and they're just doing it out of a love and their soul those are the things that are most exciting versus the big douchey corporate things that because they're all the big guys are all owned by suntory and seagrams and whatever uh, big names out there yeah the that's what's most exciting finding something that's affordable but really special versus spending twelve hundred dollars on a bottle because <laughs> you're, you're not going to like it. it's not going to be the same it's not going to be that same enjoyment you know what i mean and i feel like you never doing something like that because we've never spent close that much but we've done the oh, big no. the big beer releases that are like stand in line for this bottle that <sighs> you pay 25 dollars for it as 12 ounce and I don't care what it is, it never lives up to the hype either, and you always feel like, I could have just not done that and been fine. Yeah. But it's like, so yeah, sometimes you want to be able to say, I did it, I tried the expensive one. but That's true. Yeah. Just to say you've done it, absolutely. Like, But don't ever buy it for yourself. Go find somebody else yeah. to buy it for you. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> that's the trick. <laughs> yeah. Jim, get us a sugar daddy. I'll buy us all the beer. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. 
You're, you're the connoisseur. I'm the Jameson Tolmore dude. I'm, I'm yeah. the cheap date over here. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, I like the taste. Oh, was it good? Yeah, I mixed it with a little ginger ale, and then you know, it went down smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, as someone who is an expert with with alcohol, and now that I hear you like bourbons, whiskeys, are you? Do you ever give people hell for adding ice to them? And I know some people, it's a very, because I feel like I've met people who are very divided. Some are like, it releases the flavors, put one ice cube or a little bit of water or whatever. I've never added water, but I have added ice. And some people are like, oh, you're not doing it neat. Like, that's ridiculous. And I want to know where you fall on that. I think you should do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> we like to hear. I love put that. Ice in it, you put ice in it. I don't care. All right. You're the one that's drinking it, not me. If it's me, usually I'll go through a, I'll go through like a phase. I'll phase through it. I'll sip it neat, add a little water, and then if I'm feeling like, okay, maybe that needs a nice, I'll add an ice. But very rarely now do I add an ice because, I don't know, I just don't really feel the need to be cold because it, cold does like mute the, the bouquet on the nose and can mute some flavor profiles whenever you're drinking it. So there's that, but if you, I mean, if you have the $1,200 one, I would not suggest putting ice on it straight off the I would taste it neat and then kind of, fit, you know, go through a transitional process, then do whatever the fuck you want. But, yeah. <laughs> but who cares, honestly? Like, people, that's also another thing that I, I like, getting on my soapbox again about alcohol industry that people are like you have to do it this way like but why it's alcohol it should be fun i should be able to do whatever <laughs> i want if i want to drink it out of a frosty glass i'm gonna do it i don't care <laughs> yeah no for sure because we we started our page in 2013 and that was like at the real start of like the craft beer like explosion mm. kind of deal when like everyone was starting their little micro brews and starting their websites <laughs> like us but, uh, you know, there was that phase in time where it was like you, you had to like IPAs. Every brewery had their signature IPA. You had to enjoy IPAs. It was all about the IPAs, even before any, anything else. And when you're just coming off like, you know, the Buds and Millers of the World or Lion's Head, which is our like college favorite, you bite into an IPA and you're like, oh, this tastes like a tree's asshole. You're like, what am I doing wrong over here? And I know you hate the IPA, so you can, you can attest to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's that like. And we we see it with, like, a lot of the, like, the big sites. Like, Untapped is, like, the biggest beer site, I guess you could say. But I, you know all about it. There you go. And, yeah, like, just the level of, of douchebaggery that you can see on there. It's just like, why? Like, we're all just... We're all just drinking basically fancy versions of stuff that got our dads drunk. Like, like it's really not as serious as you guys are making it out to be. It's not. It doesn't have to be. And... That's also what I also hate about, like, limited release stuff, too, because it's just fueling the fire of the douchebaggery that -hmm. goes on in the business. Because Mm -hmm. they'll when I worked in retail, it would be, like, any time, like, I don't know, devil, uh, what is it, a bourbon stout thing that came from... Oh, uh, 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 god damn it. Um, Drawing a blank. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're trying to say, because it's still getting released today. Yes, and... For the life of me, I'm not going to remember. I'll think of it, like, two hours later. Anyways. um, But something super limited release, people clamor for. They would be waiting at the door before we open. Do you have it yet? Do you have it yet? I'm like, oh, my God, we have to have a system or something. And it just turns into a nightmare. Because these people, I understand you want to try it and you want to experience it. 
but don't make my life a living hell, mm. please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying the best I can to get you your beer, but... <laughs> Listen, 23 Lumberjacks with beards down to here. You each get your turn, all right? I'm trying here. I'm trying. Please, don't right. yell at me. All right, one's with the tattoos of a slice of pizza over here, the rest of you over here. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the beer crowd, I mean... I'm sure you've seen it with every... It doesn't matter what niche you're into, what type of alcohol, gaming, whatever. It's across but, the board, yep. Yeah, and it, and what's amazing is, as you said, the beer crowd, I think, was able to capitalize, specifically the the more hipster IPA crowd, because they made these limited release things. It's literally like a Pokemon. you got to collect mm-hmm. them all. you got to be able to say, I tried everything from this brewery that only releases... One one Tuesday every three months, and that 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 turns us off. Like I'm not down for going and standing in a line waiting for this because, yeah, it's like the beer is good, but so are there other beers that you can get all the time, and it it just becomes like yeah, I'm not trying to compete to drink my beer. That's not the purpose of it. Um, but it is funny you mentioned like Jim said, as IPA people think like oh it tastes like a tree's asshole. Uh, like you, I'm sure, when you first started having wines, it was really hard at first to distinguish flavors, whatever. And mm-hmm. the biggest advice I can give to people that I know it sounds counterintuitive, letting your, if you keep your beer in a fridge, is letting it warm up. And a lot of beers, especially stouts, like I can't stress that enough, and a lot of Belgian beers too, like to get flavors. Because me and Jim, we would each have a beer. I'd say, you take it, let me know your notes. I write it up. I'd send him this whole list of flavors. He's like, all I taste is sugar or something. I'm like, Jim, I'm like, God damn it. I'm telling you, these other things are there. I'm like, yeah, it's and pretty then, good. Yeah, I'm like, did you drink it out of the bottle or did you pour it in a glass? Well, it's just out of the bottle. I was like, all right, pour it in a glass. <laughs> let it warm up. Yeah. Like, there, there's a whole process that is underappreciated for beer the same way as all, all alcohols. And I'm like you now where I sit there, I drink beer, but like I'm noticing a million different notes and it took trying so many beers. So when people say like, I don't understand when someone says this is bready, what does bready mean? I'm like, you just, you got to try enough to under, like, I can't describe it any more than that. Have you ever licked a horse's ass? <laughs> then that's great. <laughs> Go out and lick a horse's ass. Yeah. Have fun. Oh, I guess I do this. <laughs> no, I totally understand though. Yeah, it takes it. People are like, "How do you get these all these play, flavor notes? And how do you taste the raspberries and the cherries or whatever bullshit thing has come up with?" And I always just tell them, "Drink more." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drink more, but don't drink more just to drink. Drink and think about it. Right. Like sit there. Look at it, smell it, taste it, do all the steps to mm. appreciate. So don't pound 20 beers, maybe just appreciate a couple. You know what I mean? Like take the time and then you'll really start to learn and figure out what your palate is because my palate's going to be different than your palate. And I think that's what people are have a really hard time figuring out. Like yep. if they read the back of a wine label or they're reading a beer label and it says, oh, cherry notes. And you're like, I don't taste cherry. Like that's okay because you may not taste cherry. You yeah. figure out what you taste though. Go eat a cherry and figure out is that cherry to you or is it raspberry? You yeah. Know? No, no, no. That makes perfect sense. And there's um, also the thing too of like reading the back of it and having a few and being like, oh, this is this experience. Then maybe get like the tonal opposite of it, drink that, and be like, oh, okay, I see where this is coming from now. Shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that do you know what's funny even though i know you said you know you, you might not be a big fan of untapped but for someone like for us trying beers the only oh, thing i it's, it, it's like been like i've never or have i tried this and it, what's amazed me is going back to when we first started the site and okay. i got my account to keep track of it and then having that same beer later and then like oh i would actually give this now like a four or whatever and I'm like, oh, I gave it a two back then? Like, like how much people's taste changes as it evolves or whatever. It's funny to, like, kind of, like, check yourself there, too. Because, yeah, you're not going to guaranteedly love the same thing in the future either. Oh, for sure. And I think Untapped is a great resource for having as a database. I'm more apprehensive to go on there to look on what other people's reviews are. Oh, yeah. I, I'm yeah. not a person to be like, oh, this person wrote, oh, my God. Like, they <laughs> yeah. don't like it. Therefore, I'm not going to like it. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but Hot Boner 73 said it really had some good effervescence to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen. <laughs> he knows. Oh, he knows. Yeah. He's an expert, Jim. <laughs> With a name like that. <laughs> Now, what I did, what I did find though, of all the alcohols of people of reviews I've seen of, of people talking about it, it's with wine. There's a unique thing, and you tell me if you find it to be any bullshit. But on top of tasting notes, on top of smell, I'll literally see them be like, "This tastes like a berry that matured when it was raining in July of," and I'm like, "All right." Come on now. Like, I can appreciate people can... I'm like, the fucking season? Really? Like, you're... The notes, like, yeah, there was a light dew, and I get a bit of truffle from this that had dirt that... I'm like, is it really all that? Or at what point is it inflation right there? <laughs> it's just... It's just fluffy to be fluffy, because wine has that stigma of being... It's so fancy. Yeah. And in reality, it's no different tasting than a beer. You're gonna get... Base, I mean, maybe you'll get that it's a ripe raspberry versus a super tart raspberry. Like, there's a difference in flavor profile there, but am I going to say it's a raspberry from Wisconsin versus yeah. Washington? No, like, that's just bullshit. <laughs> everyone to be fluffy. Yeah, no, because everyone <laughs> knows those raspberries are different in Wisconsin and Washington. Oh, Come on. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> God, that's such bullshit. Yeah. All right, you know what? Speaking of bullshit, let's... What, what's your uh, theories on food pairings with it? Because there's two schools of thought. Is it bullshit or is there an actual science? There is an actual science for some profiles. And a lot of it has to go with, like, the acidity in the wine. So acidity is something that can be measured and that can be, you know, not necessarily measured, but versus flavor profiles. So if I have a high acid wine, maybe I want a super rich food to something to cut that acidity. So those things will pair better because they're opposites, or you can have a high acid wine with like a tomato salad, something that also is high acid, that kind of thing. Or a really high tannic wine, so wine that dries out your mouth a lot, having a big juicy steak with it, those pairings make sense just because of the molecular structure of the wine. Yeah. So I, I do think there, but whether or not like and how sweet the wine is and that kind of stuff. But like having a cherry wine versus like raspberry wine, not great. Not having made cherry wine, but flavor mm -hmm. profiles and saying that one goes better than like it's it, there's a fine line and people jump that line all the time. So I do think there are good pairings that go to, with things like lobster and Pinot Noir is probably not your best pairing. <laughs> 
Yeah. But I've done it, Ugh. and I don't care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sometimes you throw some favorites together, and you say, fuck it. Yeah, you say, fuck it. Who cares? Like, that's what it's all about. It's trying and figuring out what you like. Yeah. Not what other people tell you. It's what you like. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> and I think that is key. Like, it, it can't be stressed enough when those things, they are... I don't even know if guide's too heavy of a word. They're not, like, mandated. Like, you can only mm-hmm. have white wine with fish. You can only have red wine with red meats or steaks. Like, yeah, drink what you want to eat. And, you know, these are just like, hey, these are people that enough people have reviewed it and said, this will probably give you a better complimentary flavor based on whatever. But, yeah, there's a million people out there that be like, I never liked that combination. So Yeah, and that's okay. Do yeah. you, man. It's okay. <laughs> drink your red fish with your red wine. Some fish go great with red wine, but some, I probably wouldn't have a huge, big, tannic San Giovese, but (laughs) I could. (laughs) One of my my favorite things is uh, uh, there's a local Cuban place uh, that makes smoked marlin tacos, and they go really, really well with sangrias and and the red wines there i never do white with it and it tastes damn delicious so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> do nah. it yeah who cares <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you one thing i, I do want to return to the alcohol but jim and i did mention before we love the little symbol right next to your head and seeing as you did not grow up in philly i would love the uh the the quick and dirty genesis of becoming a Philly sports fan and feeling that pain while not living in the city. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I didn't not feel the pain because it was still a Phillies fan. Yeah. Um, my dad is from Delaware County outside of Philly, and he diehard Philadelphia sports fan. We watched Villanova basketball, Eagles, Flyers. Phillies growing up constantly and (laughs) 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 and I grew up in Phoenix and there was no football team and the Cardinals weren't in Arizona until I think it was the early 90s I forget the year it was was like 96 97 yeah oh I think it was earlier than that for the could be maybe but they were I think I think I'd have to look this up but I think they were part of the NFC East which makes no bonkers sense. Yes, yes but they did used to be. <laughs> they were part of the NFC East in their first couple years so we got to watch a lot of Eagles games <laughs> growing up. <laughs> it was on TV so that was exciting. But yeah, my dad is from the Philly Philly area and I just sort of latched onto it cuz nobody's it's Arizona. There was no sports. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I'm a total hypocrite because, like, and there's buddies at the show where, like, they grew up in an area, but they're, like, diehard. Like, say they grew up in Virginia or, like, D.C. Mm-hmm. and they're diehard fans of, say, Pittsburgh. And also because we're from Philly, we fucking hate Pittsburgh and their teams. Obviously. So I'm like, you <laughs> fucking bandwagoning successful city pieces of shit but you know so normally i'm all against the you know the transplant love but when it comes in my favor i'm just like god damn right you're a philly fan this is fucking great and now, plus, like like there's no there's no like pride there's like no bandwagon pride in being like a philly sports fan outside no. of the city for our like three championships in 100 years so yeah, yeah. It really upset me when the diamondbacks won in like 98 
or I think it was. Oh, one. Early 2000. Oh, one. That was it. In yep. 2001. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? They've won, and I have yet to see the Phillies mm -hmm. win. Like, or pre I may never see the Phillies win. Of course, they did in 2008. But Yeah. Not only did they win, they won in, like, the most grandiose fashion, like, beating, like, the best, like, era of the Yankees that they ever fucking had. Meanwhile, when the Phillies won, it's like, oh, we beat Tampa. Cool. <laughs> I know. Hey, win's a win, Jim. We obviously took Shut it. up. <laughs> Look, we obviously took it. And I don't care they call us for a reason J.C. Romero had to suspend the next season for steroids. I don't care. I take yeah. my goddamn win where I can get it. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, our buddy we, we were mentioning who did move out to Seattle, he actually has said that he's been able to find some Philly-themed sports bars. Now, in Arizona... Have you been able to find many other any other like Philly sports fans out there? Uh, the guy I dated in high school was a Philly sports fan, <laughs> probably because he was the only other guy who was a Philly sports fan. So I was like, "Hey, you're fun. <laughs> I like you." <laughs> but I left Arizona when I was 18 to go to college, and I haven't yeah. lived there since. So I okay. unfortunately haven't really hit up the bar scene unless I was like going back for the holidays during christmas and you go to down to tempe and yeah out with asu douchebags but <laughs> <laughs> isn't that still like considered the biggest party school in, in the country it I, should be i mean I, I mean i know it was for the longest time so yeah speaking of parties i have to i have a bone to pick with you right now because uh -oh. we like you graduated 08 we went to a five-year school in 09 so we're basically the same era for college time how the hell did you get like go through college and not just be flooded in fireball the entire time you were there? <laughs> yeah, because I heard your latest minisode and you're like, "Oh, this is my first time having fireball." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like you couldn't escape <laughs> I don't it for us. No, I so I played um, I played uh, Division One softball in college, so I wasn't a huge party animal because Damn. I was pretty into not being hung over the next day for four hours of nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> not to say i didn't do it but there was you know like i didn't i didn't i mean maybe i did I, there was a ton of jungle juice going around well that's but, that's a standard yeah. But I don't know if I don't think it was Fireball because when I had the nah. Fireball, I'm like, this is not ringing any bells for me. So <laughs> Everclear mean, rings the bell. Yeah, I was gonna say that that cinnamon <laughs> that cinnamon jungle juice you had. You don't remember that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the point of jungle juice is to not remember it anyway. So yeah, yeah. knows what they threw in there. Because yeah, like I remember for college for us, like by the tail end, it was all about like Fireball and Kraken. Like those were like the two big things. Like out in our or you were you were probably what DC by the time you were in college. Or... No, I went to school in Texas and in Connecticut. Oh, okay. So what were like <laughs> Jesus, all over the place. You well, know, what were the? Gotta go where the money's at. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't blame me there. Paying for this scholarship. <laughs> yeah, for real. So what do you call it? for each of those? Like that's actually good for the different areas. What were like the big like go-to drinks down there? Or is it in Texas? It was Jungle Juice. Okay. In Connecticut, it was beer. Oh, all right. Wow, see, I would have thought Texas with their Lone Stars and Shiners, they would have been, that would have been the thing. Those jungle yeah. juice. I mean, there was a lot of beer going on, but it was mostly jungle juice, I feel like. Okay. <laughs> nice. It's kind of funny to think about in the uh, COVID world today when back in college, oh, you would just fill up a cooler, throw a shitload of ice in there, and just pour it, basically all the bottles and juice that you have and just mix it all together with a broom. 
And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, everyone can just dunk out of this. Just put your solo Fine. cup in there, dirty hands. You're like, yeah, it's never clear kills it all. Oh, <laughs> yo. It's fine. Then you have the one friend of a friend who, like, swigs out of the bottle and then pukes oh. everywhere and ruins the whole batch. Mm-hmm. Oh, every time. Yeah. There's, There's always, always a Caleb, right, Brian? Had to just throw up in that bottle. What was it again he threw up in? Was it the Crown Royal? That was, was Crown Royal. The... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that guy. We knew it. it it's funny, like, when you spot, you're like, this one's going to be an issue after, like, the first sip. And sure enough, they're the one that has to puke and ruin it. <laughs> that guy was interesting that night, Jim. Oh, college. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, but the fireball, I mean, to say that was a go-to from college onward, it would be putting it lightly. I mean, I think the stupidest thing we did in college, though, and I don't know about you. Obviously, you seem to be way more responsible since you were on a softball team and didn't like to get hung over. Um, see, I made the mistake of I've dated a couple different bartenders, and you would be able to pay a very flat fee and then drink all night long. And I would mix every – and they were usually learning bartenders. So they were just, like, learning and excited to show me a new drink they can make. I'm like, sure, I'll have this tequila-based drink mixed with this whiskey drink. Mix, like, have every combination on our sun. Um, that was bad enough. But our go-to for a while, because our one buddy would be, if you're going to pregame, the whole point is get a little drunker. He used to have us do shots of 151. Oof. And that was a terrible idea. Um mm-hmm yeah it's uh what is the what is the worst like when you think of like a something you take a shot of or did used to take a shot of that you don't want to touch anymore like do you have any rumplements oh that's a good one for that (laughs) everyone has a rumplement story Mm. that and gold hundred proof (laughs) rumple hundred proof tastes like black licorice ass Mm -hmm. oh god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you like then do you also dislike sambuca as well yes yeah i, I don't like that. anise flavored liquors very yeah. much okay. just something about i don't like black licorice so it's kind of hard like even absinthe which has black licorice nose mm-hmm. to it if i put it in a cocktail i am like dusting my glass and throwing the rest out because i'm just like hit a hint of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i sambuca that stuff was disgusting the very first sip and it pours like syrup and i was like this is this is dis- yeah it's, it's disgusting so sh- sugary oh my god oh so brian, actually somehow brian would always have a bottle on you either always had a bottle or like someone would bring it to a party or the bottle would just last a year well see like, the we, problem is juan if you remember uh, one of his exes loved it so juan would get the bottles of it and then they would stay at my house and i would just always have just like for some reason i always had a bottle of 99 bananas for that short period <laughs> that was a big thing Nobody liked it. For some reason, it was always there and like, these million bottles of stuff. I still, like, from seven years ago, have I don't know how many flavored vodkas I know. It's, they're still unopened because I'm like, I don't drink this shit. I don't, like, and I'm just like... Well, probably now you have aged 99 bananas. <laughs> yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, it's funny because 151, for obvious reasons, just taking straight shots, that was a bad idea. But I think one of the other bad ones for me was um, <clears throat> the first rum we ever had was uh, Captain Morgan. And when they came out with the tattoo, the black one, 
That, like, we would drink like crazy. And there's something about puking up black black Captain Morgans, which is like, I never want to relive that again. So if I even smell that, I'm like, get that shit away from me. I'm fine with regular rum, but that, mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> and Jim, for you, it's like everything. Yeah, I've puked up every goddamn thing. Some things I can go back to, some things I can't. So, Jim, do you not like liquor at all very much? Or you oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jameson Smills is okay. Oh, no, 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 no. I still go back to most of it, but what do you call it? Like, like I can still enjoy it all, but, like, I've always had – I've always been the puking type. Like, if I just have – if I don't stick to one and exactly one type of drink through the entire night, if I mix it all, I'm probably going to be puking. And then, like, especially back in, like, the college days, like, I'd smoke cigarettes back then, which just heightens the alcohol, so I'd get blackout, puke the next day or during the night, somehow make an ass of myself, or, you know, somehow. combine everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, you there, Brian. But, yeah, or, you know, especially fucking mixing, back in the day, mixing weed with liquor and shit like that and doing the wrong combination, just, then, then you just get the spins like a motherfucker and, like, you're done oh. by 10 o'clock, so. Yup. <laughs> Lots of those nights. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I, like, I think I'm with Bri, like, tattoo I can't touch anymore because when you puke tattoo, when you puke, like, black rum out of your nose or, like, Jaeger, shit like that. <laughs> that was a reaction I was not expecting. <laughs> oh, Jaeger is another no-go for you? Just because I know oh, I'm gonna have to do a Jaeger mini soon because I have I'm gonna have to because mm -hmm. it's Jaeger and I'm so not looking forward to it. <laughs> Jaeger was that drink that we could like our buddy's girlfriend was like like two years older so she could always get the handles for us and you know we would be 17 or whatever at our buddy's apartment and just bottle after bottle after bottle because that's all we could get and just like I have that mental image burned in my head of his apartment his kitchen table which would just be covered in Jaeger bottles and pizza boxes and pizza boxes stuck to the table from the stickiness from the of just like everything that just got like uh, spilled out of it. <laughs> and, and then all the memories of like puking and then just being like pushed out of the way as someone like pukes after me and then I'm puking in the bathtub. Yeah, it was. Mm. Oh, Jim, you used to talk about sweet shit, but this one was actually good. Do you remember our buddy Matt loved Drambui just because it was yes, Scottish? He did. Yes, he and did. I, you know what? I got to give him credit. That was actually not. That was okay. I did like that. I haven't had it in years, but I remember I'm like, oh, it's like honey, like it's 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 fine. But I don't remember what you would ever drink it with other than by itself. But we would try and drink it like shots, and you're like just swallowing a mouthful of honey. Like it's just, yep. yeah. Yeah, there was nothing in moderation back in the day for oh, us. Oh, you're 19 here. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing we survived, isn't it? And still drinking oh. alcohol to this day. Like, somehow we're still powering through it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, the worst was um, one the one bar one of my exes worked at, their specialty were car bombs. So you start off with three of those. And then followed by shots. And then followed by... And, you know, a stomach filled with that. It's never a good idea. Like, yeah, the stupid shit you would do. But, uh, man, um, you you mentioned uh, Jaeger. And it just clicked in my mind. And since you are a good educator of alcohol, what is Jaeger? Like, like yeah, I, don't, what the fuck I is actually that don't even know what it... Like, <laughs> what did you even classify that as? You classify it as more of like a 
kind of alpine liqueur. Okay. Pretty much. Not really a liquor. Because there's liquors and then there's liqueurs. Yeah. So liqueurs are more sweeter. Are sweeter. They have sweeter profiles to them. I have to remember what the ABV of Jaeger is. But it's... I would just classify it as a liqueur. It's an like alpine. I say alpine because it's like piney mm-hmm. and has that... Like they use a lot of different herbs. Yeah. Of course, they're never going to tell you what that combination is. Yeah. Like, I think on the bottle it says, like, 24, 20-something combination of herbs, whatever. And it's, yeah. Is it meant to be, like, an aperitif? Like, like just sip it, like, there? Or, like, or is it meant to be more like a, okay, so it is an aperitif. Okay. Because that's. Oh, God, just sipping Jaeger? That's what I was thinking. Like, I actually thought I haven't had Jaeger probably since college. And, of course, you only have it when it's in someone's freezer. I was like, is that something that's actually supposed to be, like, served warm, sipped slowly? Because... I still would not have it warm. I would still <laughs> yeah. at least have it refrigerator cold. But yeah, <laughs> but that's can't. what I mean. I, I don't know. Like, I, it's funny. All those things we just named. I Like, Rumplemints is another one. Like, I would be like... I can't think of that outside of it's a shot. <laughs> like, so once again... You know, I'm used to classifying all those. I think something like that is made to be like a shot. Like, because there's no way you're just going to be able to sip that if you're a a normal functioning human being. (laughs) Right, masochist. But but Jaeger, I think, also has sort of a bad rap because it's associated with those college days. And it can be something that you just have as a disgustif at the end of the meal. Kind of sip, just take a couple sips up. Um, Because those, like, pine, those those kind of flavor profiles are actually better for your digestion. Yeah. So, eh? (laughs) (laughs) I'm using a lot of air quotes, but, I mean, I'm not a fan, so I don't care. But, yeah. uh, As far as, uh, and it's funny, because I didn't, I never appreciated those, like, digestifs, as you called them, and and aperitifs. I, I didn't, like think valid of them um until when my wife and i went over we stayed in europe for a month and hit up ireland france italy and spain um and trying all the different things and the one thing from italy i'll never forget we were in florence had a steak the size of the table almost it was it was amazing um but the guy afterwards like um brought over grappa never had it before uh I, I smelled it. I was like, it smells like goddamn, like, just straight up fuel. That I don't know what this is. He's like, yeah, drink, drink. I drank it. I've never had such a, a want to throw up right away. I was like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. I didn't, but I was just like, and I was trying to be nice. I'm like, oh, thank you. And then my wife was like, I'm not drinking it. So he just slides the next one to me, too. I was like, and you're like great. I was like, I don't think I should do that. But yeah, surprisingly, an hour later, I was like, my stomach doesn't feel as full. But I will never drink grappa again because I did not like that flavor. I still no. don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, grappa is uh, pretty much distilled. It can, it's a distilled fruit, so it's made like vodka. <laughs> oh, that explains <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um, But there are a lot of other distastifs and aperitifs and such that, like, Amaro's, which Mm -hmm. one from Italy that I really love is called Card Amaro, even though it's not made with cardamom or anything like that. It's made from a plant that's very similar to artichoke that helps with your digestion and such and is really good after dinner. It's lower in alcohol, so some of these are at, like, 20% versus 40. Yeah. So they're, like, a nice, easy sip. 
versus grappa, which is falls to the wall. Yeah. Can be up to 100 proof, depending, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Amaros, as you said, I had those in Italy, too, and I, you were mentioning them. They are... If that was more accepted and you realize, like, I think most Americans just don't think of those things. Like, I've never known people to just sit and after a meal, like, have a little, they'll be like, what am I doing, shots now? Like, what the fuck is this? So, yeah, yeah it is, it, it really does work if you do it right. <laughs> if you do it right in moderation and slow. Yeah. <laughs> That's no fun. Which we never learned the right way to do that stuff. No. Speaking of more drinking. Yeah, I'm about to get another beer real quick. Go ahead, go grab it. All right, and we are back with Jim has a new beer. So, Jim, you were just telling us you're drinking a chocolate milk stout. I am drinking the Coca Cow from the Sun River Brewing Company. It is a chocolate milk stout. Comes in at 7% alcohol. Brewed in Sun River Brewing, Sun River, Oregon. So this is a brand new one for me. Slightly sweet chocolate milk stout with Ghana Coca Nibs. Contains lactose. Milky. <laughs> Jim, how many times have you read ingredients and you're like, I have no idea what any of this is. See, here's a secret for the people out there listening. I just go words, 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 thing, words, maybe know this. Yeah. <laughs> number, number next to beer. <laughs> but no, like, what do you call it? Going back to the um, the milk was a bad choice. It was good. I didn't really get any of the milkshake out of it. It was pretty much just all straight citrus. By the end, like I said, it basically tastes like orange juice. So, hey, it's a good way to get drunk off orange juice. A lot of them are gang away with calling milk. They're they're calling them all milkshake just because they add lactose, and they're like, it's a milkshake IPA. Pretty much, and yeah, just to it, give it that little bit more of the haziness, I guess. And they're like, oh, it's a milkshake IPA. It's sweeter, but like it, it gives the wrong impression. People drink it, and their ideas are going to be like, does it taste like a milkshake? Like, why do you call it milkshake? Uh, no, it's not like what you're about to drink, which is... Yeah, I mean, this know, this, is ba- this is basically like a fancy beer mosa, or not as fancy, that kind of deal. Whereas this, like, the first couple sips, I'm already getting straight chocolate, so... Yeah. Straight chocolate, straight stout. So, so far, this is living up to the advertisement. And it is dark, dark as night. Nice. That looks and, thick. Yeah. It's actually surprisingly not as thick as you would think. Like, there's no head to it. There's, like, minimal lacing, but it it's actually really smooth. Like, it doesn't give, like, an overpowering mouthfeel. It's, like, a nice mid kind of range. And, Jim, is that the good old Killian's glass I see? Oh, why, yes, it is. <laughs> Brian, I broke my uh, tulip glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Michelle, you uh, your beer, I know we were talking off air a little bit, but... It's it's alright. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that as strong of an endorsement as we're gonna get from beer for you? <laughs> well, no, I'd love some like there's this brewery in Virginia that does a really good job with goze's called Three Notch. Uh okay. more south of here near Charlottesville. They do a bunch of really good goze's that I would I really love. This one's just okay. It just feels very one note and very simple. Yeah. Not blowing okay. my hair back. now i hear you um now listen before we we move on we do have some more specific stuff Mm. but we gotta ask uh are you a gamer at all yes so have you been able to be playing anything recently yes (laughs) now i'm very intrigued (laughs) um i am more of an rpg gamer 
I've recently been playing the two. All right, so I'm sort of playing two games at the same time right now because Stardew Valley just got an update, and I can't pull tear away from it for the life of me because I don't know <laughs> something about these like, li like life sims, and just farming shit. And I'm just like God, why can't I stop? <laughs> I love chores. I love chores so much. I love chores. I don't know why. <laughs> so good. Uh, but the other game I'm playing is Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, which is... Um, ooh, both of you went like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, was published by Marvelous, Marvelous and produced by Edelweiss. And oh. it's a little action RPG with farming elements, hence the start of <laughs> I'm starting to see a pattern here. <laughs> She's like, if I'm not tilling, I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I need my relaxation chores. Yeah. <laughs> but you grow rice in order to increase your stats. And it's more of an action RPG uh, versus like turn-based RPG, which I'm a fan of both. So, no hate. So wait, is the action element like shovel faster like what like what's <laughs> no you you have to go and hunt they're like you're stuck on this island because you're a god and you got like ex exiled to this island with these group of people you don't want to be with and so you have to clear out all the monsters so you go to places and go fight oh, monsters okay and the people are helping you grow rice because rice makes you stronger because you're a god of rice and stuff so. <laughs> <laughs> so what what you're telling us is your ideal game is an rpg where you're uh growing wine grapes and you're producing <laughs> your wine with some action elements <laughs> well no my my ideal game is like final fantasy so <laughs> okay <laughs> that's close enough what are you talking yeah, about <laughs> I mean, right. i'm really i love rpgs though or like turn-based strategies and such like that so that's sort of my niche i stick to it <laughs> okay that is polar opposite of Jim. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm like uh, I had a little phase with RPGs, but I, it's just a thing I could never. I, I've tried to hit all the big ones like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and stuff like that, and I'd get a couple hours in, and I would just like taper off and be like, yeah, I, I just need more. It's, yeah, it's a genre oh, I've tried. Need more. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need stuff to happen. Like I can just I can sit there and hit A and win. I mean that's fun. It sounds great to me. So isn't that what you're doing with any action or action shooter? Or <laughs> shooter? <laughs> you're just <laughs> pushing A. <laughs> I don't like to read. There, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's well established, Michelle. Jim is um. If, if, if he was equivalent to a beer, he is the Miller Lite of games. He likes his very base one note. He doesn't want to have anything deep. He doesn't want to have story. He hates story. If you dive too much into a character, he shuts down. So he just wants it to be, ooh, flashy lights. <laughs> she goes some keys in front of me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I like, I had my fate. Like, I played, like, I like, uh, like, the Shadowrun games. We played all of them. I liked Fantasy Star Online. I liked mm -hmm. Fantasy Star Universe and... I like the Bethesda games. It's a combination of, like, not giving myself the time to delve into, like, a 40-hour game anymore. And, yeah, a lot of the Japanese ones I just couldn't do. Like, They're hard. A, a bit I had for a while was just, like, 
like to tell people that they only liked Final Fantasy VI because they cried at the opera scene when they were seven. I was like, gosh, shut up, the game's not as good as you say. <laughs> well, I didn't cry, but I still know the song, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's my ringtone. Shut up. <laughs> Chocobo Quay is my ringtone. <laughs> I, also, I also have, like, a deep-seated, like, hatred. I've talked about it before. Not, like, a hatred, but, like, a grudge. Because I'll go over to my best friend's house, like, growing up, and, like, this was, like, right after Final Fantasy VII came in, and he was that, like, typical, like, Western guy who went full bore in RPGs after that game. So anytime I'd go over and want to hang out, I'm just sitting there watching him scroll through menus the whole goddamn time. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to go play with your game gear for a while. He's like, that's cool. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to Like, four hours later, I'm like, I'm going to go now. Jim, I hate the fact that he said he's that typical Western guy. Like, where the f- who the fuck else are you gonna meet in Northeast Philly, other than Western right. guy? Like, what, right. what, what, right, sir? What the Wait, fuck, sir. Western guy? Really? Look, we're all we're all Westerners, all right? <laughs> like, so, God, I he, know, but you I know what I'm saying. You, that's just more sign. You need to stop being on Twitter so much. So you're talking like, like ah. So what about games like Zelda or something like that, like a Ooh. more action-based RPG? Would you be more of a fan of that, Jim? Probably. I need to, like, I have Secret of Mana, and I, like, I need one of these days to sit down and play because I know it's, like, mm-hmm. you know, a real-time action RPG. Or, um, yeah, like, I like, I've played some Zeldas, and I've liked them. Like, I've played one and two. Like, Ocarina was big for me growing up because, like, I was an N64 kid. I think being an N64 kid, like, I was yeah. a Genesis N64 kid. So, like, that's the opposite of growing up an RPG kid, that kind mm-hmm. of deal. So, like, that wasn't, like, my environment, basically. So, I mean, what, I have Quest 64? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was going to confirm me. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and so, but I did love Ocarina and Majora's Mask and shit like that. So, I like the Zeldas. I haven't really spent a ton of time with one in a while. I, I put, like, ten hours into Breath of the Wild and just, like, fucked around i barely even touched i think i did like one of the sacred beasts and that was it and then i like moved on to other stuff so i don't know like to steal your line it's a fine line for me i need a certain level of like story and engagement and just like overall action yeah Yeah. so jim then what is it you have been playing because we know it's not rpgs Mm -hmm. (laughs) see i also like weird shit so oh i can't wait yeah well what have you been playing Actually, the the biggest things I've been playing lately have been a couple of Master System games and the Aless Collection on the Switch. <laughs> I knew I was, Brian was going to hate me for this. Master System, Jim? Yeah, I like the Master System. <sighs> okay. So, what do you call it? It, it? Master System is one of those like, few systems left that like I need more to collect for. But like if you just like randomly pop in somewhere, you can get a game that's like pretty good still for under 10 bucks. Hmm. So, like I was playing Global Defense and Quartet on that. And Quartet's like a fun action platformer. Global Defense is like, it's kind of like a horizontal shooter with like a really weird control scheme to it because it's only two buttons and it was like twin stick and arcade. So basically that one's like you're trying to prevent like nuclear war. But like you're, it's like based off of like, did you ever hear of Star Wars from the 80s? Not the movie, but like. Ray- I was going to say, what the oh fuck? I, as it was coming out, I was like, this is a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> but like Reagan's plan for like his pro his Star Wars program, which was supposed to shoot nukes out of space with satellites. No. I I know too much random stupid shit that no one cares about. So that was a program <laughs> that he had. So it was a game like kind of based around that. And then the Aless like collection missile defense. Pick that, but like make it a horizontal shooter where you're controlling a satellite shooting down nukes. So it sounds terrible. It's fun. It's weird. It's, fun. it's different. 
And then the Aless collections, like, uh, it's a collection of, like, a bunch of old uh, vertical shooters from a couple, like, it's a bunch of Game Gear and Master System games, and then they made a brand new game based on, like, Game Gear hardware, basically. So, I... I know. So as you see, Michelle, <laughs> he needs much more than RPGs because they're too simple. Just let me shoot you. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you need goddamn fast go between flexes. You can uh, die in any second. Oh, Jim. Leave me Jim, alone. Jim, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've been just diving hard into Assassin's Creed Valhalla and been like I got that for Christmas. Been it's one of those ones now. <clears throat> I'm at the point where like any game and that's more almost action rpg-ish at this point as opposed to the original assassin's creed where i i've spent so much time doing just side things i'm like oh yeah i gotta go back and play through the story a little bit so i'm many many hours in. i don't know how many but yeah that's a huge game so it's been really really fun jim i know there's no chance in hell you're ever gonna play it too much story but I, yeah. I like me some open world games, but again, that's it's a lot of investment. I got too much of a backlog to get through. Like you, Danny. Yeah, shut you up. Yeah, spend your time shut with. Up. You gotta go go out and buy some more Master System games. Goddamn right, I do. <laughs> I'm a historian, damn it. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> You're something, all right. No, I'm a lot of things. <laughs> um, what but I also yeah. am, Brian, is yes. a shill. And what I show for is patreon.com slash drink a beer and play game, where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So, Michelle, we'd love for you to play along with our Patreon questions. First up, from Game Whisperer Dean, how is Dry January going? I swear to God we didn't plan this. (laughs) Wow. Um, I swear to God. I was like, at first I was like, what the fuck is Dry January? Then I had to look it up. Uh, So for me and Michelle, it's going very well. It, it's literally no different. Um, I've, I, even though I drank, it's, this is going to sound weird. Even though I drank a lot, I didn't drink to get drunk. And I didn't drink enough where, like, it was bothering me at all. So it wasn't, it's just like, I just get bored when I'm like, oh, man, I'm having this food and I really wish I could have this with it. Or, oh, I'm watching something and I want to have a beer or bourbon or whatever. So it's just... It's going to make me really appreciate what I'm going to drink in February. That's all I can say. <laughs> there you go. Next up from Burn Retinas. Do you have a favorite shovelware game? What the fuck is shovelware? Shovelware is like, imagine like 90% of the Wii console, where it's like a garbage game that they just put on there for cheap. Does Rocket League count? No, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like imagine like yeah it's like almost like a budget or like a game that you know that they just put out there just to like put something on there to try and get as much money as they could for minimal effort that's kind of like what shovelware is what we sports no you son of a bitch it's the best packing Uh, game ever you motherfucker whether it was it just threw on it just was on there it was a tech demo it was fun for the whole family grandmoms loved it how dare you sir but that's what I mean. Am I wrong? Is that like it not, is not it's, shovelware? There it's is not a deep game. It's just tech demo. Yeah, it's not deep, but it's not cheap. It's actually well made. Oh, you you piece of shit. I mean, I don't know. I didn't spend my time with that system as much as you did, Jim. So you'd have to be the one to answer more for us. I'm actually struggling here because a lot of. Just pick any random game in your collection because most of it's going to be in that category. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think if the camera zoomed in, I would the the price That's actually that, this like, whole the, section yeah, right here. The whole dollar he spent at Goodwill for them would speak volumes about what he has there. There so. are a lot of Goodwill games over here. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Hey, oh, no. them cheap auction ones. Oh, my God. Dude. But the Wii ones, you know, are there for a very specific... I mean, they came out the week after they were released, so... Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'll go with fucking Eminem Kart Racer, just for how goofy it is. And I'm a sucker for any kind of kart racer. It's not It's not exactly a good one, but hey, you're the M&Ms and you're shooting shit at each other. So there you go. Jim, were you the peanut one? I'm always the peanut one! <laughs> of course. <laughs> Michelle, do you have any games of that that would is it an rpg i don't know if i played it yeah. <laughs> uh, she's like sir i don't play shit yeah <laughs> she's like what is the story hours long yeah. it's not my criteria <laughs> no i actually i have no idea i didn't god yeah me and my me and my sister we both played a lot of rpgs and i swear with all we had growing up i don't have anything outside of that we're the worst we're the worst <laughs> oh that nice. hey, rpgs are like you said i i grew up with an appreciation for them not not as hardcore i think as you and your sister but uh -uh. i i am now growing into like and, and really what turned me the most was bethesda once i was like oh there's games like this then I just start diving deep. My problem is with them, I get so invested into the little world and I want to do everything in the game that I over-invest time into the game. So it's like, yeah. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like, I'm sure there's some shit RPG out there. I'm sure I can find one. But moving on from GD the next level. Hey guys, I finally picked up a copy of Die Hard Arcade for the Saturn and I'm pumped. My question is, what are your favorite licensed retro games? Licensed retro. Hmm. Well, I'm going to go with the easy out, since he said Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard Trilogy for PlayStation 1. Uh, I love that game. I actually got it two Christmases ago. I used to always have it, and it was really fun. So I'm copping out with the easy answer. There you go. I'll probably go... Ah, shit. I'm really torn. It's either Batman and Robin on the Genesis or X-Men. Because Batman, the animated series, and X-Men were, like, my life growing up as a kid. Like, those Saturday morning cartoons were just fucking everything, so... Ugh, Batman's the better game, but I might go X-Men just because I played the ever-living shit out of that. Okay. How about you, Michelle? I have two answers. Good game, Aladdin for the Super Nintendo. It was great, beautiful, wonderful game. It's better game. than Genesis. You too. mother, I was waiting for it. <laughs> I grew up with the Super Nintendo, so I'm gonna go all Super Nintendo. That's bad that's... game, but I grew up with, but I absolutely loved because it brings so much nostalgia in me. But it's a horrible game, horrible. American Gladiators on the Super Nintendo. Oh Christ! Yeah, <laughs> we reviewed we the Genesis or the no the uh, NES version. We did that. Yeah, one. it's and awful. They're all the same, and they're all bad. <laughs> But, but I, I could see where you had fun with it. Did now were you playing with your sister, which is what adds the immense element of fun. Yeah, it was it was always a two player, me or the yep. neighborhood kids or my sister, always playing with it. Yep. And then you'd get to the stupid ball shoot one and you'd get like, How come I can't freaking <laughs> kneel? <laughs> now for my friends I, and I, that was always like none of us owned it, but someone always rented it. Like 
it was there was like a year and a half straight where like someone we know always had it rented, but no one ever went out and was like, oh, I'm going to put the investment in actually owning this game. Was that for you, or did you actually have it in your on your shelf at your house? No, we had it. Ah, <laughs> next level. Yeah. See, I don't care what anyone says. A bad game can be redeemable if it if like you uh, you both understand when you're playing a multiplayer game and it's broken and you just have the goofy fun. It Jim and I the amount of stupid terrible fighting games and sports games we played that we know would would suck so bad if it was by ourselves. But you get the fun out of like how ridiculous you're like this is not working yeah. at all. And especially when you're drunk when you're doing it helps a lot. <laughs> now best multiplayer game that's also licensed, Goof Troop. Oh, that is a good one. Oh, yeah. That's a really good one. And that's one that's, like, finally, like, getting its due, like, these days. Like, that's, like, on, like, every hidden gen, like, Super NES list. And it's just like, oh, Goof Troop out of fucking nowhere. I got that game memorized. <laughs> good old Goof Troop. Good, good call. And that, that was G, right, Jim? Yeah, that was from G. Thank and, you, bud. That was a good question. Yep. And last up, from Gamer Astral. When was the last time you got blackout drunk? How did you survive that? <laughs> she hopped out of her chair. <laughs> Blackout drunk. Well, Jim, that was probably the weekend for you. Um... No, no. <laughs> no, I haven't been black. I haven't been blackout all fucking lockdown since that shit started. But hmm, sure about that. Mostly sure. There's been a couple of these weekends. You're like, man, I was really fucked up. I was puking. I was like, I'm old. I'm sure? a bitch. I'm like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> like one of the times Matty K was over, you weren't doing your Tully shots and you didn't get a little blackout. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I've had a blackout recently. I mean, I've had pictures of you passed out. What look apparently from Sandy that looked like you were pretty blacked out, Jim. Uh, I know. She loves to <laughs> sell me down the river and send it to her whole goddamn phone. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife's good about that she's like this asshole <laughs> well jim while you think how I, i'm you, thinking michelle um okay so mine's probably a couple months ago and i'm going to plug the polykill discord in here Ooh, when i first joined right. the polykill discord we have like these nights where we come hang out and they record one of their podcasts the off kilter and I had had one too many. <laughs> Being on a video chat with a lot of people you don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was fun. I started like, oh, showing off. Like I have, as I told you, I played softball in college. So I have a trophy collection. <laughs> I had to show my, it off. Because my dad was like, get the shit out of my house. <laughs> That's really why I have it. Because he was tired yeah. of having it. And so I'm, I woke up the next day and I go, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently showed off my trophy collection. I, uh, <laughs> you know what? I think you are going to have to come in for one of the times we do an actual power hour. And <laughs> we need to have her back you on. Can, we, you, can, you can do it with wine if you want. <laughs> you can do it with whatever. That's worse because the I know. <laughs> <it's so bad. laughs> That's not our problem. That's your problem. Yeah. Oh, is it? <laughs> Jim, actually, you know what? She brought up a good point. I think the last time I was really drunk where I, I was like, oh, and you probably felt the same was when, when do we have uh, console wars on and we were doing the shots? Oh, God. No, that was when we were on there. Or wait, when was we, it? When they were on our what? show? That was a couple months ago. 
yeah, that was probably the last time I was real. Like the next day, I was like, oh, like because we, uh, our buddies uh, from console war, especially Dan. Like we've every time we get with those guys, we get so drunk. But we did power hour together, and the one time I'll never forget, we pre gamed with about six or seven beers each before we started the power hour because we were like getting warmed up for the camera and. It, yeah, it was it was quite an event, but I guess Jim, your actual best blackout still has to be from too many games. <laughs> no, no, that's actually not my best blackout. All right, so I do remember my last blackout, and actually the it was the stream we did with Console Wars on their channel because we did an actual power hour, and then we stayed up drinking for like three hours afterwards with them, and that was when I actually got to work from home from uh, what do you call it. Uh, from lockdown and shit like that, so I was like, "Fuck it, I gotta, ain't gotta worry about shit tomorrow. Just gotta open up a laptop." So yeah, that was pretty much blackout. Or like the first time we did a Zoom call with all the friends when like lockdown first started in like March or April. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was like the first one, and that was one of those ones where like half of the wives hated their husbands after because we all just made an ass out of ourselves. Like our one, like the one told him to go to bed, so he stayed up for another three hours just drinking an entire bottle. And then I think me and my buddy kept showing our ass on camera and crap like that, so. Which is always a pretty sight. But uh, but to go back to, so, to, for Brian's story, we've already told it, but Too Many Games 2019, we roomed with Dan from Console Wars, and before we went down to the floor of the con, we decided to play Fuck the Dealer. And as we're playing that, I magically hit the perfect statistical anomaly where... I lost. Well, Brian fucked me every time as the dealer. Like, he just kept guessing right. Card was high, he guessed high. Card was low, he guessed low. So, within an hour, I'm like a six pack in while they're all like sipping on maybe one beer. And then we get down to the con and we're drinking the whole time. And then we're like, oh, we're going to go to the after party. I'm like, oh, fucking great. This is where we can go mingle with the bigger names and shit like that. I get the idea. I'm going to go pee in this bush. So. <laughs> I and can we be very, very clear here? So we were at any time you're near, I don't care where it is. It's not an industrial complex, but it's basically you have major hotel here, call it a Hilton here. There is just, all there is is a sidewalk straight to another big hotel. Mm. That's mm -hmm. the only connection. Yeah, I've been, I was at too many games in 2019. Okay, so oh, then, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> And basically, we left the one hotel. All we had to do was walk down the path, as he said, as Jim is known to do. He wanders. That's why I need a leash. Because all <laughs> of a sudden, true. I'm like, oh, okay. He's just going to go pee in that bush. Like, that's right there. And we get to the next hotel. I turn around. Hmm. Jim's not there. That's weird. And I don't know if you actually texted me or not. But I was less like I texted. I think it wasn't legible. You did. You yeah. I, it was like something like I got be. I'll meet you there. I was like, okay, he's really drunk. We're, we're yeah, talking. Face. We're talking maybe like, maybe like a football field like length, if that. I got lost. <laughs> went back to the hotel, and as Brian's coming up to the room after like like Dan was smashed too. He was like passed out on a chair like outside of the like the party that we're all at. He's like, God damn it. I guarantee when we walk in, Jim's going to be on the toilet when we find him. And as he come into the room, I'm just sitting there just like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, just, yeah, just, yeah. Jim, Jim has a, a means of doing that. So. But yes, my overall worst blackout, though, had to be, now, Michelle, being the Philly fan, you are, wing ball? Wing ball? Oh, you don't know about wing ball. Okay. 
So our one sports radio channel for our drought of Super Bowls, which was forever, they uh-huh. would have this event called the Wing Bowl, where they would have competitive eaters come in and have this big event where it's a big wing eating contest. It's basically uh-huh. an event for fucking South Philly people to go to the sports center and get drunk. So my like my one guy was in I'm a band so shocked with- you don't know about this, Michelle. <laughs> I thought I it would be a sports fan. Like, Philly sports talk yeah. because stop I can hear their bitch and moan all the time. Yeah. But. yeah. Jim, and stop saying Philly sports. Like, this is not a sports thing. It is a sports Don't, thing, goddammit. The Wing Bowl is channel. not a goddamn sport. Yes, it is. It's, it's from that, the sports channel. They put it on, they organized it. Jim. So, anyway, I was in a band at the time. So, I was already, like, we were practicing and, like, I was up drinking. And then, like, 2 a.m., my I was already falling asleep in, like, my chair. And my singer at the time was like, from an old band, was like, hey, I got tickets to Wing Bowl. Do you want to go? And I was like, oh, no, I'm kind of drunk and sleepy already. And he was like, dude, free Wing Bowl tickets. I'm like, all right. So, oof. So I had my dad's station wagon at the time, and I drove from New Jersey completely hammered down to South Philly, which is very responsible. And we get there, and we started playing, uh, what do you call it, like uh, beer pong in the parking lot at like 5 a.m., so I'm on, like, two hours of sleep and still just drinking for, like, about 12 hours straight. And we get in there, and, like, the event's about to start, and I'm like, I want to go pee real fast. Classic line. Next thing I know, I'm waking up a good eight hours later as people are all leaving the event. And I realized that I had been passed out on the floor of a public sports stadium toilet for a good, like, eight hours. <laughs> and then I get out to the parking lot, and someone kicked off my parents' rearview mirror on their car and my half my face was covered in polka dots from marker so i was like oh, oh okay this is happening you hope God. that was marker so i hope all right wow. that, that's, and I, I was still living with my parents at the time of course so that's one where you just walk through the door and you're just like i'm going to sleep and they it's that level of so mad they look at you the next day and just go i don't ever want to see you look like that again and i was like i don't want to feel like that again oh Bad. And somehow I still had my cell phone <laughs> yes. and my wallet and everything. Like no one robbed me. Like I wasn't yes. like I, I assumed also, someone would have peed who's on gonna me or look at you while you're on the floor and be like, "Well, that guy's got the money I need." Oh yeah, when well, no you dress like a homeless person, it doesn't matter. So. <laughs> it's, it's all a tactical advantage over here. Yeah, that was don't. that was the worst drunk blackout I've ever had in my life, by by far. I guess you win. <laughs> Top that fuckers. You win. No competition. Yeah. Yeah, no you, you won that one, Jim. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, I thank you, Astro. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings up our Patreon question for this week. <laughs> oh, damn it, Jim. Life is pain. All right, so you, you did have uh, uh, two little articles here, and I, I am curious, uh, Michelle, what your take is on this. So there was a study done, uh-huh. and the link below is from... S- PsychologicalScience.org. So you yeah. know it's right. So, so there were some studies done, but basically the conclusion for these meta studies was that violent games are not linked to aggression. And that especially during COVID, I think most gamers are like, yeah, no, no shit. Uh, but that they actually are good stress relievers and they don't incite aggression. They can actually help manage it. Mm-hmm. Um not a shocker, but have you ever been able to... Now, I know you do RPGs, so 
I don't think farming helps get out aggression necessarily. <laughs> You're like I still these. played Mortal Kombat. Know what that is? <laughs> it's not like I'm oblivious to the world outside of RPG. I'm an angry I'm... elf. I know rage. <laughs> when Mortal Kombat came out and how much of a big deal that was and oh my god people are freaking out because oh my god it's you know you're killing people and you know what well, most of us all grew up fine so yeah did you ever know the only thing I it's interesting I don't know how I how much I agree I've never been like angry and like man let me get my anger out in this game no, no like that because that to me seems that's almost where I feel like it would be bad. If you're like, I just need to kill something right now. Let me go do that on my video game. Like, I don't know. I, I, I can be like, I need to chill out and I'm playing a game. But I'm, but the purpose isn't to, like, enact virtual violence to make myself feel better about it. I don't know. Like, Yeah, I guess the same for me. Although I would get upset and just want to go grind and level up. So that's basically killing things, right? Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go kill funny, fuzzy little rabbits in Final Fantasy and grind your level. <laughs> so I guess the same kind of concept, but it just wasn't as bloody. I think that's what scared people is the blood and the gore of it. But sure. I didn't grow up in a house where it was restricted like that. Like my dad took me to go see Predator when I was like two. So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good man. Yeah. Um, you know, some games I think the argument uh, other than just seeing violent images, I I I'll never forget I, I could have I must have only been in like eighth grade or or a freshman in high school, but do you guys remember that game Manhunt? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I remember I got that. I, I, I loved it. And that is still one of the most banned and brutal games. Because, like, you know, you're, like, suffocating people with a garbage bag and stabbing them with glass in the back. And it's like, even though they're, they're bad people, you're doing it in the most brutal ways. And I remember, like, leaving the game and, like, the instructions um, in the bathroom. Because that was my reading material at the time. And I remember my mom found it, and she's like, I'm very disturbed that, I, like, what is this? Like, just what the hell? Like, I was like, ah, it's just a game. But uh, it's porn. That game was basically, like, it gave people a lot of, like, well, give people the wrong ideas. Because kids are now going to be like, oh, I'll put a bag over their head and play. Makes it okay. Yeah, uh, but I'm also like, that game is meant for 17 and older. Like, there, it, I, so it, there is a level of, like... Okay, should you let your five-year-old play it? No. No. But, like, it's damn it, Jim. Jim is like, well... Gotta learn sometime. <laughs> Look, it was banned in Australia, so, yeah, you know. Jim, for some reason, I can see you as a kid getting all your anger. You're like, die, Wookiees. I, I grew up in the era where, like, Terminator had, like, kids' line toys and so did Robocop and shit like that, all right? Like, we were a different breed in the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I like that the study came out. But once again, it's like, no shit. Any gamer is going to tell you that. Like, yeah, I don't. A video game doesn't make you violent. But especially if you had, like, you know, an era where you can, like, we talked about it before how the prices for games exploded and people rediscovering their childhood. You're locked in. You have nothing to do. Like, the game industry and the retro gaming, everything. Like, gaming just exploded even more than it already did. So if you needed a microcosm of. Will gaming lead to more violence in general? It would have been during this time, and 
nothing linked at this time is, you know, back to games. Yeah. There's plenty of other shit to be angry about. It isn't fucking games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, if they all, it's also nice to see that they're, like, in their article saying how... They're, like... They kind of just, like, threw shade at the old article saying that it went back to that. They're, like... Well, if you actually do, like, good testing and research behind it and, like, the real metrics for these kind of things, you see, there isn't a correlation. It's like, ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, and then the last gaming article we have before are some of our reoccurring bits. So we got, and this one was in the news, and, and this particular is, of course, from Kotaku, but... Um, it was all over. The th yeah, everyone saw it, that Microsoft at some point did try to acquire Nintendo in 2000. I, I like, number one, I like how it's like everyone like is like making a joke of it, but like, could you imagine the alternate reality of if that did occur? Like, people are like making a joke of it, but at the time, Nintendo, like, not, obviously they were always Nintendo, but you're coming up on where they would have kind of the first console for them that would be not the complete success that all their previous ones were. So it co wasn't outside the realm of could it have happened and especially considering the moves microsoft is making and who they're buying up and who they're partnering with now hey it's uh jim and i you and i talked about many times if they didn't have the success of the switch if they had another goddamn wii u oh like what what could have <laughs> happened there i mean that thing was such a uh, redhead stepchild of a concept that well, good yeah. thing they had the 3DS and Amiibo at the same time to still make all the money in the world, but... Seriously, Amiibos were, like, insane. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and, like, they're still around, and, like, the Amiibo freaks are still buying them up. I'm like, you guys do realize all these years later that they're useless, right? It's like a you know, little statue toy. You can even do Jimmy, shit with it. have a whole but... shelf of useless to your right. 20 years from now, it may be worth money, though. You leave this alone, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jim's 401k behind him. <laughs> this is my kid's college right here. Though I'll never sell. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, they came in with, like, a good argument to Nintendo, too. They're, it, like, they were kind of just like, hey, you suck at hardware, but you're good at making games. We can make the hardware for you. Let's team up. And according to them, they got left out of the room, which I 100% believe. Yeah, so, yeah it's Nintendo. They have this, like, aura about them. They're like, we're Nintendo. Even at the time. I mean, what was it 2000? So, oh, my God. When did the Wii come out? 2005. Oh, oh, it was 05? Yeah. But GameCube was what, 01? 01, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I meant mm -hmm. Like when I said, like, yeah, GameCube was that first big decline for them as far as a co from consoles. So they're coming off hit after hit. Even the and N64 was kind of a disappointment, though. But that was also the era when they had the Game Boy Colors in advance. So those oh, things they, were they, they never didn't make their money. Let's, let's, yeah. let's not go crazy here. But that's what I mean. So it's like, honestly, that it would be very interesting. Because what people love more than anything is the Nintendo games. We still complain to this day. Their handhelds are great. And the Switch is good. Peripherals are fun and goofy, and a lot of them are failures. But the Wii was a good tech demo, and every grandmom could bowl, so everyone loved it. But at the end of the day, it's kind of just like, yeah, man, a one day, like you're tired of Nintendo's bullshit, especially how they're acting these days. No, Would have been interesting. It's not going to happen. As long as they have Mario and Zelda, they're not going anywhere. Oh, God, no. Yeah. No yeah, yeah. But, but it, it is that it. funny what could have been. Yeah, no, for sure. Right, Master Chief could have been Smash. 
Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much, Jim. And all their other characters, like Blinks and Master Hammond. Steve. And Gears, uh, Jim, Gears of War. Oh, yeah, Gears of War guy. He's like Master Chief without a helmet. There could have been a car in there, Jim. <laughs> hey, work for Sega. They put a they put the Daytona car in Fighting Vipers. Yeah, where's Fighting Vipers now, Jim? What? It was on the side. I wanted to... <laughs> Look, don't you details me over here. All right? So, Michelle, we have two very special topics that we always reoccur, and these are geared towards you specifically. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Let me fix my mic. Hold on. Right. <laughs> and I'm very, very curious to get your take on these. We but, like to um, put the guests on the hot seat. So one of our recurring bits, which is better, name speaks for itself, got to two things. It can be complete personal preference, or you can take it whichever way you want. You can add historical impact or whatever. But the question is for you, which is better, wine or whiskey? Wine. Damn it. <laughs> Wait, that to be hard. So, what is the uh Okay, okay. which is better? Wine or RPGs? Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Sold yourself out. Damn it. I'm changing that in the description. No one has to know the first one happened. <laughs> wine or whiskey? Wine because wine I think is my first love of alcohol really it's sort of the gateway drug into whiskey was wine so it has a special place in my heart um i've had so many great wines and great i've traveled the world for it that it's just i love it i love it i don't drink enough of it now because i can't bring myself to open a bottle if it's just me having it me and my spouse like Stop we'll being responsible. I know it sucks getting old, <laughs> but like I'll drink whiskey more now because I can just pour a little glass and just yep. have a little bit, you know, it's good. But wine is always going to have a special place in my heart. Wine versus RPGs. That's a tough one because <laughs> that's what RPGs, I meant at first. Jeez. <laughs> especially like your my Final Fantasies and my Secret of Mana's and my Zeldas and all that crap that I played, you know, Soul Blazer, my one of my all-time greatest action RPGs ever. Fuck. Oh yeah, one can no longer exist for you. I would have to pick RPGs. Ooh, Ooh that's right. huge. I like that. That's a yeah. great. I you like the unexpectedness. Soul Blazer. You have to have Soul Blazer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> and as you peer over, you're like, man, I could really go for some Pinot Noir. Oh, I can't have it right now. Can't have champagne ever again? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, now, now, I just said one. Now, now. It's all right. You can still have beer. Oh, see. Oh. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> um, and hang up. And... So it's funny. When I saw Jim put this up there, I was like, well, obviously there's a lot more varieties of wine. There's a lot more history to wine in general. Um, the only, and I always do this with Jim, so I guess I have to with you. I do devil's advocate on purpose of the opposite. The only thing I'll say is, um, how do I say this? You ne Like, there's something traditionally cool and more relaxed about whiskey like i feel like wine you can be relaxed and you can be whatever but like 
you never feel cool to sit in there around a campfire with a glass of wine like you do a whiskey or you you know just not me and you've been you've been to ireland and there's never going to be a better feeling at least is what i had when when i was sitting on the cliffs of moyer with whiskey there was no wine that would have done that scenic view a better justice so if you're in ireland especially whiskey's always going to win over wine Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> you said you and your wife are doing this wine journey right now, learning yep. about different varietals. Mm-hmm. Challenge accepted. All right. Also, whiskey is unfortunately very geographically. I mean, you there is obviously other whiskey, but really it comes down to the UK, Ireland, America with bourbons, and then Japan has theirs. And there are other whiskeys, but let's be honest. That's really where it stops. Wine is everywhere. But. Ooh, you're going to get schooled. <laughs> good, good, good. Wine good. is everywhere. But can you get a Pinot Noir as delicate and lovely outside of Burgundy? Yeah, can of you course. Get, <laughs> <laughs> can you get actual champagne outside of champagne? Of course you can. <laughs> I just something. bought something last week. Really? <laughs> you can make it in the same method, but there is something in the soils, the terroir, the aspect of the hills, the weather, the history that goes behind it of these fucking monks from 800 years ago that just sat there and drank and wrote shit down so they knew exactly what plot of land had go well with this particular great varietal and that's going to create the perfect bottle of wine and finding that perfect bottle of wine is like having that excellent whiskey from japan or ireland or wherever it is that you enjoy it's that same experience with that same history and that same nuanced and particular profiles that make you excited so challenge Accepted. I'll, I'll still accept it. <laughs> and I'll also double down. Whiskey sets an entire mood for a night the way wine never can. If you ever say, if you ever say, hey, we're drinking whiskey tonight, there's a mentality that is shifting that you can't have as epic as a night with just what, like, I oh, oh, what did you guys have? Oh, we had this, this, this beautiful burgundy. No, it's, hey, we had this bottle of whiskey and then you know the night is set <laughs> and i will remind you i have to do devil's advocate here so i'm really enjoying seeing these reactions i'm gonna go get some popcorn real quick <laughs> uh why don't you get some whiskey because wine goes terrible with popcorn uh, yeah it's a good point <laughs> if we ever get beyond these po- covid days these covid mm-hmm. days or whenever we have another too many games or something yeah we all come and meet hang out or whatever yep. Bitch, I'm going to throw down, all right? (laughs) (laughs) You get ready, because we're about to throw down some wine. And be like, you tell me this is not something that you can have an experience equal to a whiskey. I'm not saying that it's going to be, like, you know, as expensive or whatever, but I want that experience. I want you to have that sort of experience the same with wine as you do with whiskey, because you can still have it you just need to find it it's all about just drinking it more 
I accept. I accept said challenge. Oh, <laughs> look, right. She she said herself earlier. She's like, ah, people saying strawberries are different from somewhere. That's all bullshit. Grapes are grapes. Come on, she can say whatever she. No, wants. no, 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 no. Well, the soil with the grapes makes no all the boo 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 boo. You can have a great bottle of wine. I'm saying it doesn't have to be expensive. You can have a great bottle of wine at fifty dollars, which I've got a ton yeah. of. But also, I'm gonna get I a mean, do, light real quick. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but also, do I just want to taste someone's foot that was mashing the grapes? I mean, that's really that all does wine not is, right? Happen. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Nobody fucking does that. Right, who's who's foot, Bri? Bri, who's foot? Damn it, Jim. <laughs> now, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, not doing devil's advocate, but there are there is a a. Uh, like I said, there's a mentality, and this is for me. Like I said, if I if I'm having a wine night, I automatically think like I'm having good dinner. It's the the experiences are different. The mentality of the night is like I don't think wine and think like I'm gonna party and go hard tonight. Yeah. I generally think I'm gonna really enjoy like this dinner. I'm gonna sit with some friends, do whatever, and it's gonna be calm, more calm. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing whiskey, and and I'm not talking about like a nice glass of whiskey. I'm saying like if you're really doing whiskey, you're like, okay, like uh, we're going to raid the whole town tonight. Like what the hell is going to happen? So it's just, you're, I feel like you'll never do that on wine. It's just, you know, it's different. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> one's an SUV and one's a muscle car. There's uh-huh. a difference. <laughs> if, 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 when we get uh, too many games and Jim is blackout drunk from trying all this stuff, we will definitely throw down the different types. I'm down. I'm really known for really extending for these type of things too. Like I used to have like wine tasting parties over at my house with like my slow pitch softball team or whatever, and they would come over and be like, "Are you like?" I'd have twelve bottles to taste, plus the bubbly to start. And they would look at me, oh my god, this is too much. I'm like, um, have you met me? (laughs) Alright, so here's the trick. I'll bring six bottles of whiskey, you bring six bottles of wine. That's it? (laughs) (laughs) I I just can't wait to let her down when she's like, okay, this one has this and all these hints of this and all these notes of this. And I drink it and I go, yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) That's the best adjectives you're getting now, Jim. Jim will say, it's pretty good, gets the job done, or... It's okay. It's all right. Okay. It's like, okay. or it's like, oh, I'm not a fan. Yeah. That's fine by me. As long as you try it, that's all I care about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then our uh, our final topic, another reoccurring bit. Uh, it'll be interesting based off of your last podcast. Overrated or underrated? Fireball whiskey. Overrated. 100% and overrated. So you had mentioned you didn't try it till more recently, but okay. before then, did like everyone you know try to get you into it? Because like you said in college, obviously it never hit, but like outside of college, was there a reason like you kind of avoided it? Like does cinnamon and whiskey just sound like a complete turnoff for you? Um, I just don't think I really like the idea of cinnamon in general for my liquor kind of like how I don't like black licorice I just wasn't like I'm not looking for that so I never hunted it down and I wasn't really hanging around people who were having it all the time I guess so just never it's just like one of those things by association it just never happened 
So what I'm gathering is, uh, as a kid, you were more winter fresh and not big red. Yeah, I definitely was a big red. Yeah. <laughs> I was more of a fruit stripes kind of girl. <laughs> Flavor's gone in two seconds yeah, and exactly. you put the whole pack in your mouth. Yes. You're like, God damn you, zebra. <laughs> they were so good for that two seconds. Though. It was the God, best gum ever. And then you're like, wow, this is really gone. And every kid has that story of eating a whole pack, too. Yep. Within like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I did love I, your review of it, though, when you were just like, like five minutes in, you're just like, yeah, I can see why people would, you know, if you want to drink a big red the whole time, you're like, you're trying to not like to outright bash it. I'm just like, come on, just let loose. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I know you're hating it right now. I hated it. <laughs> I hate it. It's sitting downstairs on my liquor cabinet. Just It's going to sit there for the next four years. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Yeah, see, I don't want to bring it up it. earlier in the show, but... Fireball is another one of those ones I just can't do anymore because I've puked it up so many goddamn oh, times dude, and so many. Like, like that was like, we, like we had our phase where all of our friends like bachelor party, bachelor party, bachelor party, bachelor party, bachelor party, like all the bachelor parties, and we'd always just stock up on handles of Fireball, pass the bottles around and shit like that. Mm. And oh, well, you know that, what it that, was, that was is... its own kind of hangover and just like just like death the next day because you have that extra sugar like you talked about. On top of just, you know, the cheap liquor and feeling like death. So, mm-hmm. like, I sniff it these days. And I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is, like, a lot. See, I was always the. I would try to push the heavier whiskeys. But back then, a lot of our friends were like, I can't do shots of, like, even simple shit. Jameson, Jack, like, they're like, no, no, no. And so. Sugar. Yeah. So yeah. that's Fireball was that perfect, like. You're still doing whiskey. It's still strong, but you're, yeah, it's very, very sweet. And everyone could do it. But, uh, yeah, I haven't, whew, man, I haven't had in a long time. I think it got overrated just for the sheer sense of how much it blew up. Like, like yeah, it was literally everywhere. I, I enjoyed my time with it, but it's something, like, I don't miss. And I don't miss, like, going back to it. So, yeah, I can't. I can never call that underrated. Yeah, there's something to be said for being accessible. Like it's definitely a more accessible whiskey, that kind of deal. But then they tried to sue a bunch of other people for putting cinnamon in their whiskey. So fuck them. Which thank you for your show. I had no idea about that. Yeah, they try. They're trying to monopolize that it's cinnamon whiskey because they want to mm-hmm. be the one and only cinnamon whiskey. Which, I mean, with so many times with alcohol, they have legal designations you have to call something a particular thing like if it is mezcal or if it's tequila it is tequila if it says 100 percent blue agave or agave on the label if it doesn't say that then it's a mixto so there are legal implications to that tax wise and all that kind of other bullshit no. so cinnamon whiskey has no legal tie to it but they just want it because they're so in the market and they have 95 percent of the market share for that particular product that they want to stay there why wouldn't you you're making all this shit ton of money yeah making this bullshit it's literally (laughs) i mean they on one hand you almost can't blame them because when people think cinnamon whiskey even though there are mm-hmm. other types i actually tried a cinnamon whiskey one of the first alcohols i ever tried i was probably 16 or 17 i was at like one of my ex's house and like for whatever her reason her mom's like oh we have this like cinnamon with it tastes like big red it wasn't fireball i forget the name of it but i remember like that's fucking disgusting um but yeah like nowadays 
cinnamon whiskey and fireball are, are synonymous like band-aids and kleenex like yeah it's just a name brand that that's what everyone's going to associate so i don't like it jim and i've talked about so many assholes in alcohol that two other people are in so happy yeah. so that kind of that that bums me out but i you almost kind of can't blame them because they really are the number one game in town it's kind of like if jameson was like we're the only irish whiskey it's like you're not even close but you know yeah yeah, so you're sticking with overrated. Oh yes. Yeah. I mean, what I will say is, it's definitely better than any wine. So, <laughs> I mean, you when you're right, you're right. You just wanted me to raise my eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Like the fuck. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that cinnamon whiskey infused wine to come out. <laughs> I mean, I've never had a, you know, barrel, you know, bourbon barrel aged Cabernet Sauvignon Home d'Afran that was better than Sutter Home. So, you know, it's all the same, really. I will say one of the... Actually, Sutter Home is one of the worst hangovers you can actually have, too. Like, when you drink the whole bottle, yeah, of course, Jim. Well, how else do you drink it? Because it's chemically infused. Like, it's not really, like... So much of wine. Oh, I know. No, I know it's garbage. I it's, know it's garbage. <laughs> it's chemically, they're, they're manipulating the shit out of this wine to make it all taste the same because they want that. That's what brings people back is that sense of having it taste the same because there's so many variations between yeah. vintage and grape cold and all this kind of other bullshit. When things like that, they want it to say. So what they do is they, it's a made in the chemistry room versus made in the vineyard. See, it's, I thought it was the seven dollars of for, wine. I thought it was the seven dollars for four hundred uh, grams of it, or whatever, of fucking liters. Four hundred liters for seven dollars. That I thought that's what brought people back. Uh, <laughs> that too. I mean, people no, that, that's the one like... where you wake up the next day and you feel like your body temperature is one hundred twenty degrees. Like that's a whole that's a whole different headache and hangover from fucking beer and liquor. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. Though it is weird that wine hangovers, even on good wines. I, I, I always, those are the worst headaches I've ever had versus any other type of alcohol. And I don't think much more about other than when I know I'm drinking a lot of wine. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have a, a headache tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah. Drink more water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a bitch. <laughs> and um, excuse me, if you're going to continue to be a Philly, uh, Philly sports fan, you need to say Wooder. <laughs> <laughs> all right get the terrible slam yeah. right you gotta come correct with that when um, i lived in texas they would make fun of me because i would say tournament and they'd be like no no what, what is a tournament i'm like it's a tournament tournament they would just give me so much shit for it i'm like i don't understand it's a tournament i, I didn't know tournament <laughs> i didn't know tournament was a different one like i knew towel i knew water I knew shit like that. I know tournament was one of those ones. Tournament is one. Wow. <laughs> huh. Tournament. Wow. They say tournament. I'm like, what's a fucking tournament? Tournament. <laughs> huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Blow your mind. Yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> well, they get like a half inch of snow and then they can't dry for a week, so fuck them. <laughs> That's DC. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to go far for this that. That's true. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but but Michelle, we do want to say before before we do any of our sign offs, um, we'll we want to make sure you get out, plug away your podcast anywhere else. Everyone can find you social media. Please plug away. Uh, you can find me at on Twitter at PD's Power Hour. 
Um, I'm not as fun as you guys are on Twitter. So. That's all Jim. <laughs> Jim's quite festive and fun. I'm just like, damn. That's one way to put it. I, I really, I really am. I really am fifty percent brand and fifty percent shit posting at this point. So, if I had delusions of like grandeur at this point, they're all gone at this point. So it's just like I'm gonna have fun. <laughs> I'm on Instagram too. I think at PD's Power Hour, you can email me at PD's or email me PD's Power Hour at gmail .com. My podcast is PD's Power Hour. You can look that up. PD spelled P E T E E, not E Y. I'm not Petey mm -hmm. Pablo. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, come drink with me. Come hang yeah, out. And, <laughs> and we have all of her links below. Please make sure to go over as she, you know, newer to podcast game, but please go give her some support, give her some love, make sure you give her the ratings. Um, you know, we really, really do appreciate you coming on and we really do look forward to an eventual power hour where we're legit drinking hard together. Um, can't wait for the too many games uh, with the whiskey and wines. <laughs> oh, <damn>. oh. <laughs> yes, can't wait. Oh yeah, we're gonna throw down. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to figure out which alcohol makes Jim worse. You know, we'll we'll he'll be our guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. Every night, Friday, we're gonna do this one. See how drunk you are. That there you go. Yeah, we'll compare complete hangovers. There's an idea. Ooh. Jim, you're gonna have a whiskey hangover and then a wine hangover. That's oh, gonna be fun. God. <laughs> I, I still well, say the wine one will be worse. <laughs> well, I mean, drinking it too is gonna be worse. Well, yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> but no, we really, we really do want to say thank you. We, we truly appreciate it. Um, with that, we want to say to everyone else, please make sure if you haven't already. Hit subscribe below if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a rating if you haven't already. We're available on every social media app. And with that, we want to say have a good night, guys, and cheers. Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers. My water. <laughs> I know, but I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>